I'm Dustin Williams, and this is Old Man Style Cards, a podcast about trading cards. I started in the hobby in 1987 and just jumped back in. I'm here to talk about junk wax and throwbacks, what's changed, and some tips and tricks to help you better understand the hobby. New to the hobby, just jump back in, I'm here to help you. New episodes every week on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream podcasts. Hey, welcome to the Old Man Style Cards Podcast. It is another episode. I am on fire, like NBA Jam says. Back-to-back-to-back episodes. I'm on fire, hitting from all angles. And so, so glad you are with me today on this podcast. Uh, Getting close to Christmas um, and lots of deals to be had. The card market has gone way down. Colder than Rex Chapman shooting a three-pointer. It is going way down, but good news for you if you're a collector, maybe not necessarily as good for flippers, but maybe not. But if you're a collector, now's the time to make some sports card purchases. Uh, so yeah, lots going on in the hobby right now. Today's episode is going to uh, kind of hit on a couple of things. One, I'm going to give you a recap of the Rally Card Show. That'll be a big focus of this episode is the Rally Card Show. A lot of people call it the Rally 500 because uh, there was 500 tables at Dorton Arena. going to talk a little bit about that card show and my experience there, the good, bad, and the ugly. And I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, some of my holiday hunting right now. And then uh, I usually like to try to end with a tip or two. And uh, I probably I might hit a little bit about some social media stuff in my tips because uh, I'm still learning there. And if you've been following the journey or the podcast um, right now, you know that I'm very transparent and a lot of stuff you're like, how did you not know that? I just didn't know. And uh, so, yeah. Um, so going, so before we jump into the first section of this podcast, talking about the Raleigh Card Show, I do want to let everybody know if you're in the Raleigh area, so North Carolina, Raleigh area, um, and you ever need any help with looking at your collection I uh, need some tips um, on thinking, you know, should you get a card graded? Um, I'm not an expert, but I'm happy to give you my opinion. I've looked at tons and tons of cards over the last few years and have a pretty good eye for those kind of things and can kind of lead you in the right direction. If you come across like an old storage unit or someone um, unfortunately passes away and they leave you with all these cards and you, you have no idea what to do with, but you know that some have value, I can help you. Um, set up a time and appointment with me, and uh, pop over to you, and you can send me a few a few pictures if you want to kind of fill it out first. Happy to help you. Uh, that's one of the big things that I love doing is helping people in the hobby, and while I help people, maybe along the way get some get some free cards or maybe get some money along the way. So that's what I've been doing. Um, I had a friend of mine from high school. Uh, sh- shout out to Elizabeth. She had a collection wanted my help with, but then she just realized pretty much a lot of her cards, you know, they really weren't worth a lot of money. And so she gave it to me to look at. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sometimes people just give me collections or donate cards to me and, um, they just want them to go to a good home. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of realizing right now that a lot of these cards that we're talking about, everybody, they might be, you know, 50 cents tops or a dollar, but you got to sell those and they take up a lot of space. And that may, that may be something that you're not into. Um, but I will tell you just from personal experience, cards do take up a lot of space. 
Um, and there's just not a lot of value, unfortunately, in the majority of stuff, at least in the junk wax era, the time period I collected in the 80s and 90s. Uh, if you collected in the 70s, I, I came across some 1970s cards from Elizabeth, but these corners get dinged and damaged and everything else. And so that gets tricky because once the card's damaged, you can't do, you can't do much with it. And so just, just know that when it comes to card collecting, that a lot of these older cards can just not be the best kind of bet for you. Um, and so it really just depends on, um, what you're looking for and what you're trying to do. But, uh, me going and looking at collections is a, it's a fun thing for me. And, uh, I don't have a ton of time, um, to do that, but I do like to do it in my spare time and it brings me a lot of happiness. And so, like I always say on the pod, do what makes you happy. And I do love looking at sports cards, as you know. Uh, real, uh, and then and so hit on with that. If you are not following old man style cards on Instagram, you better get to it. Just had a, a fun giveaway that I did uh, yesterday for a 1987 Tops Jose Canseco Gold Cup rookie. Why am I so excited about that card? Well, that was actually the first card that brought me into the collecting game as a kid. It's iconic. It's got to be in the top 10, and it's a cheap card. It's like two or three bucks, but people love it. And we had like 97, 98 people in the entries jump in on that card. And it also came, and people try to knock it, and I've knocked it on the podcast, I think like two episodes ago, the 1991 Fleer sticker. So they had stickers and yellow cards, but I love the stickers in that 1991 Fleer set. And it also comes with an Oakland A's fresh sticker. So both these cards, fresh out of the box, corners will cut your finger and give you a paper cut. So gotta get in these entries, because you know that most of my cards that I have are in really, really good shape because I take care of it. And I opened a lot of boxes too, so let's just be transparent about that. Uh, be, be on the lookout this weekend starting tonight. So it's Friday right now around lunchtime. Uh, be on the lookout tonight. Uh, I will be doing a, another giveaway and another sticker. Can't tell you what the card is, but follow my Instagram page, Old Man Style Cards. Follow me on X, Twitter, and Facebook. I am there many ways to win and many ways to have fun looking at this hobby all right rally card show the good the bad the ugly there used to be a cool shirt um in the 90s called the good bad ugly and i'm a carolina fan and carolina would be the good the bad was nc state and the ugly was duke thought it was the coolest shirt ever that's a random tangent but the good bad ugly of the card show um let's go positive i'm feeling feeling good it's a friday the good of this card show, that was, I love, I like, I love Dorton Arena. It brings back a lot of good memories as a child, watching uh, the Raleigh Bullfrogs play, the Raleigh Ice Caps, wrestling, concerts, state fair, you name it, Dorton Arena's had it. And that venue held up to five, actually held 500 tables, probably could held, hold more, uh, but 500 tables there at the Raleigh card show. That's the good. Anytime you go to a card show for five bucks, that's what most card shows at least cost around here. How else can you have fun for a few hours for $5 in this economy? So I love that. Uh, another good thing is a lot of friendly folks at this card show met folks from North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, um, just all over the place. Everybody was in good spirits. Um, there's actually some good deals there too. So I'd add that to the good. People were, people were trying to make good deals. If you're trying to buy wax right now, wax is at an all-time low, can be negotiated. Some people still won't move boxes. They will be stubborn, as I call them, and want to hold on. 
But as people know in the wax box box business, especially basketball, which is what I'm after right now, those suckers were marked way too high because of that Jordan documentary. And now everybody forgot about the Jordan documentary. And now the boxes are coming back down and COVID free money is gone away. So the show good from a good side i thought it was i thought it was pretty well organized uh you know you're able to kind of walk around you didn't bump into too many folks uh most vendors were set up um there so i would say it was a good you know full a full show of people not as crowded as i thought i went on saturday last saturday from about 9 to 12 so i was there for about actually 12 30 i was there for three and a half hours um not as busy as i thought it's kind of a sign of the hobby and where it's going a little bit in my opinion is Again, I don't think it's it, the hobby's trending that high, but people still still loving it, just like I am, just like you probably are if you're listening to the podcast. Um, don't want to discredit us that love collecting, but it is way down than what it was when I jumped back in two years ago. Because again, I jumped back in during the pandemic, and it was like the wild, wild west out there with people just throwing down money. There was new wax boxes everywhere, and people were buying stuff and buying rookie cards for 300 bucks that were like $50. Crazy. Crazy stuff out there. And uh, so the good, very well organized show. All right, let's go to the bad. Uh, the bad, I would say, with this card show is, um, I, I would say the bad of this card show, not, there's not really too much that I would label bad. I, I still think you the promoter there, you still got tables that did not show up. So like I'm trying to walk around and then there was like awesome box of like 1992 upper deck basketball just sitting on a table with a whole bunch of other wax. And I asked people whose table's that? And people go, I don't know. I mean, it's just like they're open tables in the middle of the show and they have strict rules or if you have a table, you got to set up from start to finish. Um, I've never been a card show promoter, but one thing I am is like to be, um, consistent and fair. And if you're going to make people do it, you need to make sure people that don't set up, um, can't come back to a show because it's wasteful. And I know there's people that may want to get a table because the show was labeled as sold out for vendors. So if you're listening, if he did that card show this past weekend, kick people out. Don't let people go and get a table and then not show up. One guy was even selling power tools. Uh, I don't know why that was allowed. It happened Friday. I saw pictures about it and then it happened again on Saturday. Why you're allowed to sell power tools at a card show is also stupid. And it's also should not be happening at a card show because at that point you open up the floodgates to sell anything you want and then it becomes a yard sale and not a card show. The ugly, time to call out SGC grading. And I'm calling them out, but I do like using them. I think they're, they're a great car company. But let me call them out and let me talk about business practices and poor business practices. And this also reflects, in my opinion, on the card show promoter and the card show itself. So again, I'm not being negative, just being blunt. I like the hobby. I doubt, I, I don't know how people take feedback. Um, I don't always take it the best either. I'm not like perfect with it, but it's good to know what you did wrong and what you did right. So let me tell you what went ugly here. Okay, SGC, National Grading Company, got me very excited. You heard me talk about it last week. I'm going to take some cards to get graded and stay tuned for the results. Well, I took two cards to the card show one of them was a 1990 Fleer Michael Jordan I was very excited about getting this card graded and the other one I was going back and forth uh, on a, it, was, it was about to be a Deion Sanders SP 92 upper deck one of the SP where he's like football uh, baseball player card 
And I was excited. And then I get there and all of a sudden I walk up to them and I said, wait, are y'all not doing on-site grading? They were, oh no, we're, we're doing on-site grading, but, um, but, but, you, you go and put your information in and then you'll get your card back in five to 10 business days. And I'm like, guys, like JSA who authenticates autographs, you drop your stuff off, you walk around the show and you go pick up your autograph ball, whatever you're doing. Get with the program, SGC. Like if you go to a card show, I want to drop my cards off and I want you to grade them and then I'll come back and I'll pay you the money. And they don't do that. I have a local card shop that does exactly what they did there's no incentive to do that. Um, they even said, "Oh, we'll get it in five days." Like I don't like at that point, guys. Like, just might as well do this. Do the regular submission, like you know. And the other thing that I learned from a friend was the people that were over there because he was asking a little bit of insight about grading. They're not even actual graders; they're just working for the marketing team of SGC. Just ugly and really crappy, in my opinion, to have grading on site and you have to wait five to 10 business days. Like very, very crappy. I uh, hope they change that. I hope somebody will pass it on to them. Maybe someone listening is connected to SGC or you're an authorized dealer. If you get the feedback from me, don't come to a card show and not great cards on site like is done at the national and other bigger card shows. Riley's a big time player in the card market. There's 500 vendors. People are coming from all over the state and other states to a card show. Don't give the crap out that you have to wait five to ten days. Get with the program. Maybe that. Maybe at that point, when you do get with the program, you'll pass PSA and you start doing things to get competitive with others. So, man, yeah, I just ripped them right there, didn't I? So, yep. So that is what it is. Got to rip. Got to rip when I got to rip, and uh, got to get the feedback where it is. So. Maybe they'll change. They ain't going to listen to this podcast, but maybe someone hears it. Just going to throw it out there like I'm fishing. You know, maybe something bites the lure and someone passes it on to those folks. Um, so, yeah, so that's so that's the Raleigh Card Show. As far as pickups there, man, like, that's a, another good of the show. There was, a, there was a vendor there doing 40% off BCW card supplies, loaded up on a ton of top loaders, uh, sleeves, and uh, had a great time with that. So loaded up on a ton of that stuff, 40% off. And then uh, one guy actually got his table bought out. And a good part about that was he was basically getting rid of his wax pretty cheap because he was getting bought out. And I hit it at the right time and was able to get a, um, well, this guy was at the table, a 92 uh, upper deck basketball box. And also um, when I was over there, I picked up an 89 Pro Set Series 1 box to add to my collection. Um, yeah, the 92 Upper Deck was Series 2. Not a hobby, a retail box, but man, got it at a beautiful deal um, because he was clearing out. So a little tip there at card shows. Walk around. Um, I, I kind of followed the advice I gave last week on the podcast. I walk around the whole card show. Did not even spend or even remotely try to spend money until I walked around, surveyed it, went by some tables two and three times, but didn't even start buying things or even negotiating until I was there for like two hours to make sure I saw everything. And again, just a tip for everybody, everything's negotiable. Just like in life, you got to ask. If you don't ask, you may not know. So that's a good tip today. If you don't ask, you may not know. That could be like a wisdom fact of the day for you. Um, But yeah, Overall, great card show. I'm critical, as y'all know, if you listen to me or follow me, because I love I love the hobby that so much. But overall, a great card show. I give it like 
I'd give it an 8 out of 10. It would have been like a 9 out of 10 if SGC would have done what they're supposed to do. So shame on them. All right, I'm back off that, I promise. Not on that. Uh, let me move to the overall hobby. Um, going downhill, uh, but this is a time for collecting and a time for buying. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm all over Facebook Marketplace, eBay, um, working with friends, uh, trying to figure out what card shows are available in 2024 and making some deals. They're out there. Just kind of keep a lookout. The deals are out there to make. You just got to look for them. And they are there. You just got to look for them. But again, overall wax, everybody wax. That's what I like, at least what I buy and I specialize in. Like that stuff's going down. So I'm loving it. Um, some stuff is really, really too high. But a lot of that stuff is low. And I am racking up um, for the holiday season on some wax. So again, if you're not following my page, you're about to see some awesome stuff heading your way um, for 2024 and some things that's heading that way. So yeah, overall hobby's kind of heading down 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 the stream a little bit. Uh, switching gears a little bit to some social media stuff right now. Um, I just I just learned how to screen like basically like mirror my phone and did a uh, giveaway doing that. I did not know how to mirror my phone. I'm 42. My wife had to show it to me. I've heard about it. Um, she's like, please don't film you working on your laptop doing the wheel to spin a, a giveaway for one of your contests. Do it off your phone. Show me how to do it. Mind blown. If you check out my video, if you want to know how to do it, hit me up. You may already know how, but I can I can help you and show it to you. Um, great way to show clear videos instead of filming yourself on a laptop and showing the screen off your phone. Um, but learn a lot with uh, social media right now, honestly. Like, uh, just, you know, this kind of keeping out consistent content. So that'd be a tip I would leave with today is if you do consistent content, and you continue to put out your post or do what you like, people will enjoy it and you'll enjoy it too. And so I'm just having a great time doing posts to Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, just enjoying kind of connecting with the community out there. Uh, and so, you know, when it comes to social media, honestly, you know, it is like it's a give and take type thing. If you're always just selling cards or asking people for money, you're not going to go anywhere. And if you're posting like once every two or three weeks, it's not going to be fun and you're not going to really get that much engagement. And so, so many cool cards in the hobby. I keep coming across different things. Had a friend of mine give me a 1992 Don Russ Coca-Cola gold foil card. Had no idea what the heck this card is. Immediately, the card community is like, hey, yeah, those are wrapped up in packages of Coca-Cola sold at grocery stores. And I used to uh, grab those when I worked at the grocery store. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I never heard about this. I was 11, never knew these cards existed, but I knew about 92 Donruss, but did not know about those gold foil cards. So check that out on the Instagram page. You know, and this, this the things you'll find out, that's what's fun too, is like this kind of interacting uh, with different folks in the hobby. Um, that was another cool thing about the card show is I was able to connect with some people that I talked to uh, on Instagram a lot. One's uh, Mac Card Collection. Um, he's based out of Virginia and then Snackback Cards is also a, um, well, now they're in Grand North Carolina, but uh, good folks that I talk to all the time. You get to connect with different people and that's what's cool about social media is connecting with people on and off um, your phone, which is kind of, sounds kind of silly, but you get to make different connections like that. But I would say, you know, another tip to leave with in the car collecting that I'm learning right now is just take care of your take care of your stuff. 
So make sure you're sleeving cards. You're putting in. You're putting cards in top loaders. You're putting them in boxes. You're keeping away from sunlight, and you know have fun like that, and just have fun taking care of your stuff, organizing your stuff, and you know figuring out what you want to do. But at the end of the day, have fun and do what you love to do. That's really the name of the game when it comes to card collecting and this hobby. Uh, I'll leave you with uh, today's episode. I'll just leave you with kind of a shorter one today. I'll leave you with. Uh, one more thing, uh, as you head to the holiday season, remember, just keep, uh, kind of keep navigating and keep negotiating and kind of keep looking around. Don't pull the trigger too quick. Uh, your best friend in the world is your completed sold tab on eBay. Um, so if you see something and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a steal for 12 bucks. I've been hit the hard way where I thought I was about to buy something. And then I see in the last month, that card went for $3 and I thought $12 was a deal. So people are marking prices for whatever they want on eBay. But at the end of the day, whatever completed sold is, is what people actually paid. And you need to go off that. And so if you're looking around, take your time. Uh, I always tell people there'll be major deals after the holiday season as well. And so keep your eyes on the move. If you ever want to donate anything to me, I happily take free cards, mail them to me, message me. You guys rock, and you have a great rest of your day and weekend. And again, follow that Instagram. I got one, I got a giveaway coming, and probably gonna do another one. So three giveaways. Got to got to feed the fans and feed everybody that's helping me have fun with the hobby. Have a great day.